0: everyone still looks uncomfortable perhaps it all remembered that
1: old saying our corrales Hello, and welcome to second officer slog i'm your host M. with me is regular co-host jackson hello hi star trek we are here at the penultimate episode of star trek discovery it's it's time it's almost it, over it has been as one might say a long road it has been a fairly long you know road. what it's actually been a very brief and fitful road
0: <laughs> no but i feel like we've been watching discovery for like half of our lives at this point
1: Um, I disagree. I disagree. I feel like it just began. Yeah, but both of those things are always true when you do something like this, right? I guess every
0: television show. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. What a road it has been. What a journey. You know. And now we're here. Now we're here.
1: Did you watch any other Star Trek, Jackson?
0: Absolutely not. But I might start uh, Voyager this week. Yes because uh, yeah i've been hesitating on that thinking oh well, i kind of just want to rewatch the other things but i've realized that and that's a dumb th- thing to do and... i mean
1: you'll have the rest of your life to rewatch the other yeah, things i know but i
0: was like oh i should do it in like an actual one and order and everything but that's a dumb thing to do and i'll never actually do that and i'll just waffle and do nothing as i want to do so yeah. I, sh- I should just watch voyager get it on with yeah with... then we can talk about it been um yeah been a pretty good uh, time for as, as bad as things are over here but a good time for clearing things off the list so it's time to watch voyager
1: yeah it's off the list <laughs> shut up right. oh
0: nothing nothing that was for okay. me i guess all right yeah. but no today we are talking about episode 14 of star trek discovery the war yes. without the war within yeah it aired on february 4th 2018 it was written by lisa randolph and directed by david solomon those are the, that's the details, right? I did it? I did it?
1: Yeah, I know you did it. You did it. I
0: did it, good. I'm like a small child.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, in this episode, we uh, return to the Prime Universe uh, at the end of last time. Uh, Stannis brings everyone home on the Spore Drive. Uh, that is all wrapped up. Lorca is dead. And they return to the Prime Universe, and it turns out that they have lost the war, basically. The Federation uh, has the Klingons attacking them every single starbase, um they are retreating into their like home systems the war is all but lost and discovery is here nine months later that is where we pick up uh so this episode begins with a bunch of soldiers beaming onto the bridge of the discovery uh, and it turns out uh, that it is Sarek and uh, Admiral Cornwell, which is very good. Everyone likes Sarek and Admiral Cornwell. Uh, Sarek in this universe and the next is a, a ridiculous, like a mind-melding spy. <laughs> uh, and immediately mind of with uh, Sarek to be like, oh, okay, it's fine.
1: We know what happened. We don't have to waste the scene explaining They've everything. They've had a really bad <laughs> nine months.
0: Yeah, because they're really pissed at why they disappeared Um the, like, there's a line about the ISS discovery, like, it got blown up. They hand-waved that away. That doesn't exist anymore. Not a problem. Yep. Uh, anyway, every, everyone is up to speed, and so we begin the actual plot of the episode, which is the Klingons are destroying everything, Uh but as they warp to Starbase 1, uh, we learn that, like, this is the, the this isn't the Klingon seal, it's the seal of a house. It's, like, house, um... I forget what the house is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. One of the houses. Uh, the Klingons are fractured. They are... They started... House of gone. Degore. House of Thank Degore. Thank you,
1: Memory Alpha. You. I was on Memory Alpha like, oh, where is it? Where is it? And it wasn't highlighted, so I couldn't it's see It's in it. references. Oh, of course it is. Um, right after Enterprise NX-01. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. So, um... Uh. The...
0: Okay. The Klingons are fractured, Uh. and, um... They're like say, Oh, we started this war fighting one enemy and now we're fighting twenty-four. This is the big problem. How do we how do we fight this? How do we beat this? Uh
1: and the other, more, sp- more specifically, the problem is that the Klingons are now competing over who can fuck up humans the worst. Yes, and thus they are just committing more and more like ridiculous war crimes against the Federation.
0: Yes, like they are not trying to beat the humans, the or the Federation. The Federation is of so little consequence that they are just getting owned in like the Klingons' own petty fights. Like that's how little they matter at this point. Uh, so in order to try to defeat them and figure out how to like make sure the Federation still exists in a week, uh, they, tor- they turn they turn to emperor georgia who uh burnham saved last week and they're like hey what the fuck do we do uh and burnham is uh is like we need we need to win this war how do you make the klingons bow to you and she goes well i went and attacked them with guns (laughs) which is a a big twist there turns out you have to attack them um and uh the, the plan is given to send the discovery uh well no the plan is they have to go and attack, uh, and, like launch all the Federation's forces to Kronos, and like launch a preemptive attack so that they have to retreat from Federation space and fix up their own backyard. Uh, this plan has a lot of details in that first off, they need to know where like any of the like facilities on Kronos like are. So they have to go and like refill their spore uh, collection by terraforming a planet uh, and picking up a bunch of spores. Uh, this plan is given its go ahead with the one condition uh that Admiral Cornwall allows emperor uh Giorgio uh, that she can be go free and so the episode ends uh with Emperor Giorgio being revealed to the crew as the uh thought lost but now returned Captain Philippa Giorgio and that's the big cliffhanger of the the main a plot uh and then the b-plot is ash tyler because holy shit that happened we we didn't talk about that last time because there wasn't any time ash tyler is awake um and it's kind of weird because what's happened to him is that he's back he's back but he also like is still vok in like a memory sense like he still has all of vok's feelings and memories inside them those aren't like separated people but ash is clearly in control uh at least that is what it seems like it it is unclear the like mechanics of this but whatever ash tyler is now is not a threat and is um like this new weird klingon hybrid that has undergone intense torture and is just this this mystery that just lives on the ship now and everyone has to deal with that and they all deal with that in different ways um stamets comes up to him and is like you fucking bastard you killed my husband fuck you uh
1: and not his husband i'm pretty sure they're not married oh well you kill culver uh yes like does this
0: burn you up inside and uh ash's like yeah no i'm gonna feel awful about it for the rest of my life uh and so stan was like yeah maybe you are human then um and then there's a scene of him in the cafeteria where everyone's very silent and not sitting with him but then tilly goes to sit with him and everyone goes to sit with him and it's big and cheesy and i like it apparently it's a controversial scene but i thought it was pretty good um then that, that plotline comes to a head as Burnham is avoiding him because Burnham doesn't want to see him. She is like obviously traumatized by the fact that he tried to murder her and almost more importantly than that that he didn't tell her that this was happening. That The only time she found out what was happening was when he tried to murder her and so she couldn't help him uh, and eventually after a lot of goading uh, she comes to confront him and they have an argument and he is like why have you like left me in this time where I'm falling apart and everyone hates me and I'm a uh, like a Klingon but I'm I'm not, I'm like barely a person anymore. And she's like, look, you tried to murder me. You didn't tell me. And I can't look at you anymore. I have to go without you. That's just how it has to be. I did love you. That's why this is hard. And walks away as he's like, ah, like melting. So it's a, it's a bad time on the discovery. But that is, those are the two plots. Uh, Those are the main things that happened. It's a lot of people standing around talking, which is always a good time for me. I like it when people mostly stand around and talk about how they feel. Um... So there you go. That's the episode. That is the summary. Did I miss anything big? I don't think so.
1: No, I feel like your read on the situation is different than mine, but you didn't miss any of the factual data here.
0: <laughs> oh, of the uh, situation with um Burnham and...
1: Everything. Everything. Everything? Everything, really. You might as well call this episode, No Discovery Still Star Trek. Let us sit down and talk to you about how the Federation works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, So much of this episode is like framed in the Sarek and Cornwell have become desperate. They've become like, well, we're going to finish the war by any cost. Even if it means compromising our values by working with Mir Georgiou. Um, Meanwhile, Burnham and Saru and Tilly especially, and even Stamets are the people who are fucking trained by Starfleet. They know that their job is to be open to the new experiences, even when those new experiences suck and can kill them and will hurt and like understanding that and confronting that and being willing to like take it in and absorb it and be okay is what starfleet is good at like it's at the core what exploring stranger worlds is about like fucking speech of q at the end of all good things it's like it's not about charting nebula it's about interpersonal conflict and dealing with it appropriately that is the evolution of humanity that's like the underpinning of all of star trek mm. And this episode to me like underlines that the most of everything Discovery has had where like Burnham, especially like Burnham and Ash Tyler, like Ash Tyler is like, oh, I, I need you. I need to get through this. Like, I don't know who I am anymore, and I did all these awful things that aren't my fault, and I barely, like, I remember them all, but I was not me when I did them, and everyone gives him the side eye, except for Tilly, who goes and sits with him, and then everyone joins in, because he's still Ash Tyler, damn it, and he's still the person they all considered a friend. Even if his story seemed fake enough to be unreal, <laughs> Jim Kirk was from a farm in Iowa. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Sometimes Star Trek's dumb. Yes. Um, Stamets, like, is mad at him, but he he isn't like oh I hope you rot I hope they throw you in jail he's like well at least you feel something about this and storms off because he's mad but he's not like wishing harm on uh on Ash Tyler because that's not what Starfleet fucking does mm-hmm. I and mean then, I'm sorry I
0: just, that was just me uh, exaggerating yes I was, no like, I know fairly in line with that scene
1: um and then Tilly goes up to Burnham and is like you need to talk to Ash Tyler like we don't he could be, he they could like. Starfleet could go and like dissect him when this war is over. They could throw him in jail or whatever. You need to say whatever you need to say right now. Like the only way through this and te- let me tell you as someone who realized my alternate self got what she wanted but was evil, uh we have to confront the darkness within ourselves to understand who we are and be better people. And Burnham's like, "Well, I guess this is a good point." And she goes and talks to him and the whole conversation is not necessarily about their relationship because the relationship doesn't matter and it was always kind of like a weird nebulous thing that both of them rushed into but isn't really what their character's about like Burnham is a character who made one really bad call at the beginning of the show where she's like no we need to attack the Klingons even when Georgiou said no let's not do that uh, and she overrode a captain and everyone in the Federation has eaten shit for nine like a year at this point because of that choice yeah no like, um,
0: Burnham is arguably responsible for every single death in the in the yes. series
1: and Uh, and Burnham's response to that is to like, over the course of the show, try to like, she gave up Lorca rescued her for his awful plans. And when she realized that was the case, she didn't like fall back down into like her depression that she had when she was going to jail. She has like crawled her way back to humanity. And she talks about in the speech she gives Ash Tyler, uh, like what she has found within herself is like a very human inner strength that is not like what Sarah gave her. It is something that she's discovered for herself. And that's important. And if Ash Tyler is going to be a functional human being, he needs to find that for himself. And he can't do that when she's there propping him up with grand speeches every other day, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, the humanity that Ash Tyler is going to live with the rest of his life is going to be difficult, but it has to be his, that he like forges for himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, if it even is a humanity. Like, they talk a lot about how what he is is, like, something new and different. And as Star Trek characters, new and different is their whole bag. Yeah. So, like, the response that Ash Tyler, like, has to be some sort of villain, like, I've seen people being like, oh, like, they they definitely give him, like, a redemptive arc. I'm like, no, they really don't. Like, it's not... The things that happened are clearly not his fault. Like, would you say picard is like guilty of what he did as Lacutus? no star trek clearly states he is not like culpable for all of those things except first contact which is a very bad movie written by stupid people <laughs> um yeah so that was my thing a lot of the discussions
0: around this is that uh the thing that happens to ash tyler isn't like that wild in terms of a thing that could happen to a star trek character you go through the like things that have happened to people in episodes and they are full of oh i tried to murder you this one time but that was actually x like plot point
1: thing uh the data was given emotions for a day and tortured Jordy that entire day
0: and they're best friends (laughs) yes um oh man yeah like over the course of just like star trek episodes like every character does really awful things just in for plot reasons usually that aren't their fault uh so like approaching this ash tyler situation was like okay they're just this is just a plot of an episode but on a show that has to deal with this in a slightly more human way but with the like characters and give these things consequences uh yes. and they're like very difficult to deal with when you like get down to it but i think it would have been dishonest to have everyone be like no fuck that guy forever because yeah like Picard became a Borg and tried to destroy the entire Federation because he was a Borg for a week. He killed thousands of people. Yeah, and Cisco's fine with him after the episode. Like he still hates him for it. Like, but he's fine. But
1: like Cisco's whole arc is getting like early on is getting over that
0: exactly. Like Star Trek is littered with that thing.
1: Um,
0: Yeah. So yeah. So like we've been discussing the um uh specifically the the scene in the cafeteria. Um, in the Discord and stuff. And a lot of people have different feelings on it. But, like, yes, it is cheesy. A lot of people are
1: wrong. <laughs> Look, I'm being nice. I'm not. Okay. How um, can you get to this point in Star Trek, like, 30 seasons of a show that is all about you have to embrace the thing you don't understand in fear, that's the only way to move forward as a species, and say, no, they probably shouldn't have sat down with him at the lunch table, even though he was their friend. <laughs>
0: I feel like the argument against that scene was more that it was like ridiculous and cheesy. Not the, the idea of
1: like understanding and embracing the other that is like scary to you often does appear cheesy. The Federation are fucking nerdy cheese balls. That's the whole point. I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Uh, I'm
0: saying that I I am for that, um, but. Uh... Yeah, like it, it is definitely a cheesy choice to be like, and then everyone came sat around the table. But I think it's a very Star Trek choice. I think
1: like everyone is like the three people he was shown hanging out with before all this happened. Mm-hmm. It's Tilly. It's Detmer. It's uh, was it Osakun? Was yes. it someone else? Yeah, uh, I think okay. it was Osakun. Um, okay,
0: but yes, uh, I thought it was good. Um, yep. uh I've seen a lot of people predicting that Ash is going to die next week.
1: I th- I think you keep him on to season two. I think there is a clear, obvious character that should probably die next episode, but it sure isn't Ash Tyler. Um, is it Laurel? No. Who is it? No, no, no. keep Laurel, please. It's uh, Philippa Georgiou. Oh.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: I bet they kick that into season two. There's no way Michelle Yeoh survives season two like, of this show.
0: You're right. Like I think it's, she should like, die. You run
1: out of things to do with her eventually cuz she's that evil. What? Like That's... she beams on board and the she sees Saru and the first thing she does is like me and Michael Burnham ate one of you just like 6 hours ago. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so that's my other thing with this episode. That a lot of the discussion has been around uh, the Ashtar stuff, but I am so much more fixated on the fact that they literally have the Emperor of the evil Space Nazis on board, and they're like. And well, to be fair, maybe the
1: show can... is very clear that uh, Michael Burnham bringing her aboard is a bad idea, and Michael Burnham realizes that instantly and is just filled with regret, like, "Oh shit, I fucked this yeah, up." Yeah,
0: like so. Uh, I don't know. Like, I agree with you. I feel like the way characters talk to her is a bit stupid. Like, she should be locked up immediately. They should be suspicious of her. She has committed infinite war crimes.
1: So, to me, that just goes to show people like Cornwall, like, might be willing to, like, do a war crime to end the war, but they don't actually understand what that entails because they're fucking Starfleet officers.
0: (laughs) I don't... I don't know. It just seems a little... Like,
1: the the way they've been going on is, like, she she went into an obvious trap to be like, oh, Klingons, we would like to negotiate peace. She sure did. She, man, she did. So, when she's confronted with, like, a really evil person who will really do evil things, of course she blunders in, like, oh, you clearly have good intentions. We're going to treat you nice, and you'll come around to our way of thinking, because that's what Starfleet's about, is convinced everyone will see the light and come around to your way of thinking
0: i mean yeah so like that's a lot of what this episode deals with in that she does that also so she not only does she do that to Giorgio, she then like immediately after the scene in which um starbase one is uh, revealed as being destroyed uh she has like a like she shuts down on the bridge and sarah has to take over uh as she's like in the captain's chair just like completely uh vacant um and then she goes to Laurel and is like, okay, there's got to be something. What, it, like, Do you not understand what this war is? How do we beat you? What do you want? What is this war? Uh, and then Laurel's like, no, there isn't. Like, we will, either you win or we win. That's it. That's what this is. So there's like two scenes with her and Giorgio and her and Laurel where she's like coming.
1: Well, no, it's not even, a, Laurel doesn't even say that necessarily. It's she not that like, you win or we win. Submit it's, all. it's it's like the Klingons, if they are unleashed without a focus, are just going to be a plague on the galaxy. Like, that's all they're going to do. They're just going to overrun everything. They're just the Krogans at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have no sense of honor. Like, the idea of, like, united under a grand sense of honor doesn't exist when they're just trying to rack up kills as, like, a pissing contest with each other. And her whole idea is, like, you have to subjugate us or we will destroy the galaxy, basically. Mm-hmm. I- I want them to. Because the that implication more. to her, especially the like through the entire time, is that she doesn't actually have faith that Klingons, as they exist now, can accomplish anything. No, like, and them overrunning the galaxy basically just proves her right. Like, oh, they made a mess of it because their their ambition has no focus. There is no uni- uniting among the houses. Yeah,
0: like Laurel is a really interesting character that I wish they did more with because like she is ostensibly the last surviving uh, Klingon who like believes in the ideals of like Takuma that started this whole thing um yes and is like watching this conflict play out between the federation who she still hates and won't actually work with and the klingons who have become something that she like doesn't recognize and is just kind of disgusted with and so she yes. just like backs away and lets them kill each other
1: also the thing she believes in is the klingons from the other star treks that we know
0: yes that's true like the, so the klingons like, exist
1: <laughs> yeah like event like the thing that she's describing that what she wants is just tng onward klingons mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh, yeah it's interesting um and I wonder how this is going to wrap up because, like, one week to to uh, like end this war seems like I worry. I expect more to be ha- so, open than I thought it would be.
1: I mean, the war has been given an out of if you if you wipe out all of the military on Kronos with your like big blustery attack the klingons will have to retreat to like rebuild their forces and even if you didn't actually solve the war they won't be attacking you and by the time they want to come back out to do that you will have a military again and you can just deal with it like it will basically force a ceasefire because they will turtle up i guess that that's mean, like a, i guess that does line
0: up with what tos klingons are because like, like yeah as a metaphor for uh russia which is what they usually used as in the um like tos era right yeah uh yeah like, th- th- i guess the war never ends it just kind of
1: stops yeah eventually eventually klingons literally run out of resources uh, fall of the iron curtain Praxis explodes and they sue for peace because they have nothing left to fight with
0: yeah because in like the way the characters in star trek 6 uh like behave doesn't indicate that the war ever stopped like
1: yeah kirk hates the klingons but he hates the Klingons because he runs across like one or two of them every once in a while, and they're real assholes to him. Mm-hmm. They killed his son. Those bastards. <laughs> they did kill his son. He killed a lot of them. He to did be kill fair. a
0: lot of them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I wonder whether it's going to go. I think it's interesting. I don't know how much like space there is in this time period to like dive into some of the Klingon stuff, especially with the redesign and the refocus of them. Uh, but I I like the rail stuff. I think it's interesting.
1: And I think. I, I remain convinced Laurel will be a character in season two as a going concern. That's my so.
0: hope. That's my
1: hope. Yeah. Uh,
0: like, I expect. So, my thing is that I expect at least someone to die next
1: week, and Giorgio is the obvious one, but I expect. I think Giorgio is the only one that makes sense to me.
0: Well, no. I, like, I think whether that. I mean, I guess there's
1: it, Cornwall, but I mean, like, a main character that matters.
0: Yeah, but whether that happens to Giorgio or not, like, I've seen people saying, oh, someone's clearly got to die in the big fight, and. Um, hmm, Michael do Burnham. Do they? No. No. <laughs> oh, no. I'll be so mad. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of my concerns or, like, feelings with this plotline are just uncomfortable with the way that everything has kind of gone because everyone's been way too nice to the evil emperor. But I guess that's just a very Starfleet thing that's about to blow up immediately in their faces.
1: Well, like, so... Like, Cornwall's like, oh, we're t- we'll treat you humanely, we have some questions, and then she, like, basically, like, plays them by being like, yes, I will answer your questions. And then Sarah comes in, like, oh, I know that you are secretly evil, and I'm gonna talk to you about evil plans, because maybe you can give me the information, I can handle it, I'm a Vulcan. Because he's a Vulcan, and he's on his bullshit all the time, that's what Vulcan is. Sarek is
0: so on his bullshit in this episode, it's incredible.
1: Um, but, like, uh, Saru and Burnham... Like Burnham realizes, like, what she brought back is not Philippa Giorgio and never will be, like, straight up, like, immediately seeing how she treats Saru basically confirms that for her. I feel like, mm-hmm. and thus, the two of them, by the end, when like Cornwall drags out Giorgio, be like, Oh, we found her. She's been in a pre- Klingon prison camp for night or a year, and now she's going to be captain again on this very secret super mission. They look at each other like, We need to stop her. Like, that's the goal. Like, they know that it's a mistake,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, like, so, like, the whole tension of the episode is that she saved Giorgio because she couldn't be responsible for her dying again like it would have been a casualty that didn't need to happen so she would have it on her conscience so she had to fix that uh yes and now she has to live with the fact that like so she understands that she can't replace Giorgio. and so then what immediately happens is that she actually replaces Giorgio, which is the nightmare scenario yes
1: and now she'll probably have to kill her again
0: oh man i hope so that's what i hope happens because yes um But we'll see. We'll see how long the next episode is. There's so much stuff to do in 50 minutes.
1: Yeah, maybe. What if next episode's, like, double long or something? That's my...
0: Like, uh, I feel like they would advertise that. Like, that would just be two episodes. Yeah, probably. Like, they would be, like, the extra long finale.
1: It's really weird, because the preview for next episode does not sell you a show that is ending with that episode. (laughs) Huh. Huh. It evoked a lot of Broken Bow. I will tell you that.
0: I mean... Uh... (laughs) Um, Cornwall does go. Not since uh, the yes. crew yes. of the NX-01 ca-
1: commanded by Captain Archer have we gone to Kronos. Yes. I think using "we" in that instance is maybe a little uh, bit of a problem considering that the NX-01 is not a Starfleet ship, but okay. I
0: can't remember if... if um... I think she said humans. I don't know if she said Starfleet. Yeah. I don't know what the... Uh, but, like, so the line is, like, not since the NXO one so we need someone to guide you on this mission. And it was phrased in such a way that, like, there was about a half second of me expecting to pull to walk out. Like, there was... Because I didn't realize that was there the end of the episode. There will be no to
1: Paul. There will be no to Paul. I know
0: there won't. But why would you have that fucking line there if you're not going to, like, give me, like, a, a moment of going, what? Oh, oh, sorry. I That was dumb of me. You
1: yeah. know, Oh uh, yeah, Saru's uh, the captain. Saru is ostensibly the captain, though not anymore, I guess. He's the captain. I don't know. No, Philippa Georgiou's the captain. No, he's the captain. Uh, Philip until Philippa Georgiou is disposed or incarcerated, she is the captain.
0: They can't. They, okay, they've traded one evil Mary universe captain for another.
1: <laughs> yes. But this time it was Cornwall's idea because she's so mad at Gabriel Lorca like playing her by being Mirror <laughs> Universe. She she vaporized his fucking fortune cookie. She was infurious and then immediately turned around and did his exact same idea. <laughs> no one is more of a Starfleet Admiral than fucking Cornwall.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, God, I can't believe him. I hate him so much. How could he betray us like this? Anyway,
1: what would the mirror universe do? Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you nope. Know. Uh
1: and then Sarek makes a very poignant, uh, maybe we will never see each other again, as if the show might have been cancelled after one season. Who, who can say? I, yeah, who can, who can say? <laughs> no. um, I assume that everyone... Yeah, I don't know.
0: The Sarek stuff was cool.
1: I, I, I Yes, Sarek is 100% the person who'd go to Philip and George and be like, I think we could use you.
0: <laughs> yeah, the idea that Sarek is... Like, doing, basically going up to, like, evil emperors and being like, these other people can't handle it, but I'm cool enough to handle this mission. (laughs) Uh, Uh, yeah. And then, like, ten years later is having a pissing fight with his son about, like, why did you join Starfleet, you idiots?
1: Vulcan paternalism knows no bounds, Jackson. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then, like, a hundred years later is, um... Being like, I have to make this negotiation work! It is to be my crowning achievement! Except that one time I stared down the Emperor of the Mirror Universe.
1: (laughs) Also, the Mirror Universe has been classified only like four people know, so there's that too.
0: Yes, they go to a meeting room. First meeting room of Discovery, I think.
1: Uh no, there's the one where Lorca's meeting with all the generals or admirals, like oh episode right, that like does, that does happen. Uh, but you, yep. we were
0: talking about it, and we thought it was hilarious that Lorca dies, and immediately they go to the mirror, uh, the uh, the, um, meeting, the room, meeting room, yes. yes, because Lorca doesn't need a meeting room; he just has a standing desk.
1: Yeah, but now everyone's sitting around a table, and they're going to talk about their situation
0: and shoot some, <laughs> vaporize some uh, fortune cookies
1: yes and, and like use a weird holographic thing out of the marvel movies
0: they also hand wave away uh other Lorca being like oh he clearly switched to the other universe he's fucked goodbye oh <laughs> well, yeah
1: she's like a starfleet officer couldn't have survived in that universe for so long
0: yeah like oh this happened like he
1: like switched places how long ago well he's dead yes Yes, about the same as, oh, the other Discovery blew up immediately. Also, did you appreciate that the, literally the first thing they do when they get back into the proper universe is put the U back on the ship? Yes,
0: I did appreciate that. They made sure to put that shot in. I didn't even think they were going to give give that shot a moment.
1: know yep, they did. <laughs> they, they have, they've, they've just established that the Federation is mostly gone. They have no contact with anyone, but they make sure to put that U on the ship.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Star Trek is back. Yeah. yeah. So I had some problems with this episode, and I'm like uh, a bit uneasy about something. Like I think I think this season's a mess, basically, which is uh, to be understood uh, from how it came about and that it basically blew up. In I still
1: season. think it's probably the strongest first season Star Trek's ever had. Oh, for sure.
0: Like, but th- it's such a different thing, and it's still a mess. Uh, like we yeah, talked Yeah, no, a it's, bit it's about a mess. But
1: but also, like, I the the minute we come back to the Prime Universe, we now have a conflict about like day-to-day officers on the bridge worried that Command doesn't understand what Starfleet's mission, like, thematically is anymore. And we're right back into fucking yes. Star Trek. So that was, I am so excited. That was the
0: point I was getting to. But, like, I think it's a mess, but holy shit, being back in the Prime Universe is like relief. Like, I can breathe yes. again. Uh, you know, for as many And f- now that they
1: did their oh, yeah. they did their big flashy Mirror Universe movie, and now we never have to talk about the Mirror Universe again. <laughs> it's classified. Yeah. It's classified. No one, no one will ever know.
0: Nope. <laughs> Except, I guess, four people... And a Klingon?
1: Lorel yeah. knows. Yes, Lorel knows, but who's she going to tell? They can never let Lorel go. Never. No, absolutely not. Oh,
0: man. Okay. L- the Lorel stuff has to stick around then, because yeah. uh, e- like, either she has to die for convenience, which is boring, or they have to just keep her forever to avoid anything leaking out. Yep. But I guess that's it for this week. It's going to be a big talk next time because it's going to be the finale. Uh, a lot of stuff has to wrap up. Yep. Who knows? Uh, Some people know. They're working on season two.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I know. We don't know. We don't know.
0: Episode is called Will You Take My Hand? Yep. That's it.
1: That's all I got. Sorry.
0: That's all you got? I mean, yeah. That's it for us.
1: We're going to. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with the, uh, the last episode of this and, um, shortly thereafter, probably with the next book club about The Return by William Shatner and the Reeve Stevenses. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go start reading them after this, I think. Yeah. It's a good book. It's, it's, it's not like any better about like Shatner being on his bullshit than Ashes of Eden, but it's actually just about better, cooler things. So the book is incredibly readable and endlessly entertaining Well, I just
0: me. care more about the TNG cast.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: Riker's gonna have to do some shit. Yeah. Right. That's us. We're talking about bullshit. We're gonna go enjoy your week. I'm gonna go get this episode up. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you out there. <laughs>